piano. I love the piano there. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is Pastor Troy. I'm on the dock here with some incredible guys. And as you know, on the dock's always about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep. I got guys here that know how to get into the deep because we've all been kicked out of the shallows by Fred Bishop <laughs> many times. So I've got a great crew here. We'll introduce them to you in just a minute here. But we just want to tell you how to find On the Dock. You can find us at YouTube. That's our number one broadcasting partner, along with Spotify and iTunes. Just find the On the Dock with Pastor Troy channel. We also broadcast and use these platforms, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and Roku. If you have Roku TV, just download the SermonNet app. Look for On the Dock with Pastor Troy. That's our channel. And you can go to Rumble as well, and use the SermonNet app. SermonNet's a great app. You can find our archives on YouTube and SermonNet as well. And hey, if you can't find any of that, we'll tell you how to do that in a minute. But social media, we have Donna, our executive producer. She's in here helping us out. She's not on set today, but Donna would love to talk to you on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, and Instagram. That's a way to communicate and chat with everybody. Be nice when you do it. We've also got it in studio today. We've got Lucas Winkler in here. Lucas is our executive director. He is our techno wizard, Dr. Techno Wizard. And we got our assistant producer here, Colt. Colt's in here today getting ready to go. We've got a great crew here. So when you find our channels, look, please get on them, subscribe, hit like, notify, uh, share your comments, tell other people. If you like the show, share it with all the people in your network, Facebook, YouTube, so other people can find out and, 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 and grow in their faith. And we always want you to be a part of us. You can go, if you want to be a part of us, download the Patreon app, or you can go to Patreon if you have a way to go to it. I'll tell you how to do that in a minute. And look up On the Dock with Pastor Troy. You can become a Patreon sponsor or a partner. We'd be glad to promote your Christian business, something you're doing. You can become a sponsor and you can always become a partner if you become a partner you might get one of these fancy cups you can we'll, we'll tell you how to get it you got to go to patreon and find out how to become one of our partners in that and how do you do that you can go to on the doc.org that's our website we have a viewer embedded you can also get links to all of our platforms also links directly to patreon as well and you can always email us donna loves emails at info at on the doc.org she will answer your questions if she can't answer them she'll send them to me and we will answer them <laughs> Right? That's right. All right. We got in studio. We're having a great time. We've got some incredible guests with us, and uh, we're going to get ready to go. You're going to love this group of people. And to my right here today, we've got John Morrow in here. John has just come on set. How you doing, John? I'm doing good, bro. John is, John is an old school NGL guy. He's been going a long time. I've known John way before we met uh, here in the Community Faith area, and John is just a fine man. I will tell you more about him in a minute, so welcome to On the Dock. We've also got back with us Dave Marani still with us on set and Dave's uh, I mean Dave you just look great in that hat I just didn't tell you man I, I mean it looks so good you look tough I love it love it love it love it so Dave welcome back to on the dock and we got Jerry Johnson Jerry's looking good Jerry Johnson is uh, part of that NGL legend team and we're going to be looking forward to hearing from him real quick and we are in we are in part two of this No Greater Love Legend series, and I have got these guys that all of us kind of come through Fred Bishop. Uh, we've all been part of that. We had Fred in to do that incredible Pastor Troy's Mentors kickoff series, and so we wanted to come behind that with more people that have really been influenced by him. And, and John, we were just saying in the, in the previous episode, part one, part one was, was all about uh, the best men's ministry, leadership development ministry ever. That's what we titled it, because we think there's nothing better than what No Greater Love does to train men into ministry. And Fred has had an impact on all of our lives. And we were, I was just telling the guys, I hope that I don't do, I either die before Fred or long after Fred, because if you were to die anywhere in the, in, in the vicinity of five years behind Fred, you're going to have to stand in line. Oh, why so many people thank him yeah. for the Lord. Cause all the people that we were leading to Christ in Thailand 
are coming to Thailand because of, of, of my connection there through that, Africa. We, we could all go around the table and talk about different people. Mexico, you've been – I mean, all the places that have been impacted by the work that his ministry's done through us to other people. And if that song, Thank You for Giving to the Lord, is so true, <laughs> man, I, I just want to make sure I have some distance. I want that line to be cut down some so I don't get a sunburn in the kingdom of heaven <laughs> behind Fred Bishop. So it's just incredible. So we're going to be talking about in No Greater Love Legends series part two, Fred Bishop, who has been a coach and a mentor to all of us in here, spiritual father. And we're going to be talking about things like the inflection points that he's put in our lives through the training we learned and through the experiences we've had. So that's kind of our main goal. John, I just want, in, in the first episode, we put David on the spot. Dave Morani already gave his answer. Jerry gave his answer. We're going to put up a picture for you on the screen up here. And when you see this picture, we want to get your first response. What do you see when you see that picture right there? You can see it. Up, well, you can't see it up there. You got to look on the screen oh, yeah. over here. Yeah. My favorite hat. Your favorite. <laughs> My your, favorite hat. That's your favorite hat. I love that hat. I, I that color, yeah. Th that specifically that yeah, color. That was yeah. my favorite one. You, you, yeah. I mean, that hat, when you see it, what do you think? I th the guy that head that it's on, uh, NGL, the whole ministry, the guys, which is the ministry, um, NGL guys, there is a, a bond that Jesus has put within us that only he could do. Yeah. Um, like my two brothers sitting here, I don't see them that frequently. Dave and I live in the same town. Jerry lives a little bit away, but I could come to their house tonight, and anything I need, they would be there for me. And That's right. uh, NGL uh, just messed me up. Uh, <laughs> it, just, it just messed me up. Oh, we talked about in the last part of part one, uh, Dave had a real good close on it. Go listen to part one of this episode. It's so good. Check it out on our partners. But Dave said we, 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 we have to learn to face our weaknesses. We have to learn to trust him. And then something about NGL draws us to darkness. It draws us to step into the limelight, partly because the, the the man we follow, he, he has no fear. He will step in and preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. He'll stand on the corner of New Orleans or or across from this brothel or that brothel. And so it's mm -hmm. it, it's. I think a lot of us are just a little different. As Dave mentioned also that we the wind of NGL causes all of us to be a little cocked. We're we're just a little different. We're a little, a little bit Elijah, a little Elijah. When you see that hat, you know I have some expectation when I see that hat. I do too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that they're, they're brothers. They're they're brothers in arms in, in, for Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. I want to show you another picture too. All right, get, get your comment on th this picture right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Haas Cartwright ten foot foamers. Yeah. What, what do you see? What do you see? Anything special you see when you see that old legend? Those are super legends. Yeah, they are. They are. Anybody there ring a bell to you? The Medicine Show. The Medicine Show. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fred Starkweather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Shane and the mullet? Shane's got a mullet going there. Oh, I love. Oh yeah. Okay. Dave yeah. Kane. Dave Munson. Fred, Fred McDaniel. Fred yeah. McDaniel right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, God has got some great people yeah. there. Uh, let me show you. I, I got another one for you guys, so you guys can get on this one. You didn't see it last time. Let me show you this group of NGL legends. How about this legends? Wow. Now, I see some people I know at this table in that. Those, wow. those green yeah. jackets. The, the silver jackets are the advisory board jackets. I have one of those silver jackets. Uh, Shane told me he threw his away. I can't throw mm -hmm. mine away. You know, it's his yeah. dad, so he can do that. But I got mine like... In, in the Hall of Fame, it, 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 I, I don't think you can actually destroy it. But the green ones, the greens, the guys, the green are part of the advisory board. I see in there. I see, I see Jerry in the. Jerry, are you in there? 
I'm in the yeah, back. Jerry, You're in the back yeah. back there. I see that. I see Dave in there. There's some good looking guys in that picture. Anybody in there striking my Bernie Neal's gone. He's with the yeah. Lord. Yeah. Bob Williams is gone. Bob Williams oh, is gone yeah. with the Lord. Yeah. These are all men uh, that have really had an impact on our lives and, yeah. and, and many other people. Can you imagine? I mean, Fred has impacted these guys and like Dave got the ministry in Russia. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to get behind Russians and Thai and everybody. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. high impact this ministry's had. So let, let me throw this out here, and let's see if we can get uh, let's see if we can get John caught up here. John got another one on the viewer here for you. Uh, John, tell us. I mean, look at this. John, oh, John's yeah. holding this, this cross up is in Marion. He's doing this near his workplace, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just You're, down the street. Yeah, just down the street. Now uh, the upper picture is John on a fishing trip with uh, with us, uh-huh. and 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 actually John just saved Elder Romana from dying. <laughs> a shark bit the bottom of that. Yeah. That's one of the largest amberjacks I've ever seen yeah. caught down there. We didn't get the bottom half because as it was coming up into the boat, like visually, a shark came from the bottom and got it. And when it grabbed that line, Dr. Romana's <laughs> feet went up and he was just like only toes on the deck. <laughs> And literally, the yeah. shark pulled the whole thing, not pulled him over, you know? Yeah. And and they came up with that. So that the, the head itself was heavy. I would love to see the yeah, rest of it. That was huge. That was huge. What a great moment. And then I, I have to be honest with you, John, there's a theme here. I studied your Facebook. I couldn't find anything where you weren't eating. That's one time they take my picture. Nothing, nothing. I, it was ice cream. It was cupcakes. I mean, we had a shot. Hey, we Beignets. had a shot. Hey, we had a shot for you earlier. Let me show you the shot when when we showed Jerry's. Just to let you know, this is Jerry's shot. You're in this photo. The problem, Jerry says, you're trapped in Cafe de Monde and you won't leave your table. So, 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 I, we know that's where all NGL mm-hmm. leaders and stuff kind of hang out. Headquarters. Head, headquarters. The official, un, the unofficial headquarters of NGL. So. Jerry, uh, uh, John, just tell us first. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell tell us where you are today. What's your family? What you do? What your job is? I know you're retired, but mm-hmm. tell us your ministry connection. Just give us a little, little okay. overview. Well, um, retired in 2020, and uh, all of our plans kind of went down the tube <laughs> as far as what we had planned uh, <laughs> between COVID and then my mother-in-law. Uh, we started keeping her every two weeks with my brother-in-law, so that's been going on until just recently. So. Uh, uh, that's been a lot of what uh, the last you know year and a half has been. As far as where we're at now, uh, in fact, I just came from a meeting. We're, we're planning a trip to Zacatecas, Mexico. Uh, uh-huh. Looks like we'll be going, Lord willing, 2022. It's going to be my first time to lead something like that, so excited about that. Um, got 10 grandkids, so I've been about every – I live at the ballpark. Uh, you got a good the, all, tan, I notice. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All of June I've been at the ballpark, and so uh, – uh, it's just, you know, transition's been a little bit different than what we expected, but uh, uh, we're just hanging in there. John, I'm going to catch you up with a couple more questions okay. here. Just get you up to speed with these guys. What are the NGL principles, just basic ones, that you think have best served and led your life in ministry? Just a couple of those, those top ones. If you were just to articulate ones that you could just teach. To, if, if Timothy was here, because on the dock is about getting out of the shallows yeah. into the deep, okay? So so if, if you had a young Timothy here and you were going to pass on a leadership trait or a key thing that served you well, what would be those one or two life things that you think that, that really define your, your connection? Well, when I think of what Fred has shared with us over the years and in, in, in getting into a leadership role with NGL, you know, Fred has said many times, boys are just shooting free throws. And I think that, uh, and Dave has even helped me with this, a lot of times you get into a group of guys ministering, all of a sudden 
you're trying to prove something to someone else and you get this, uh, as Dave shared with me one time, you were doing like flashlight tag and I got a brighter <laughs> light than you. Well, as you walk uh, more and more and do this, you find you're just a servant. And honestly, God just allows us to join us. You join him what he's doing and be a part of it. So, uh, just to relax. I think Fred is, mm. you know, the thing about Brother Fred that I love probably more than anything is his love for men. Mm. I mean, you can have a, a lot of knowledge, a lot of things, but boy, when you got that love for a man and you can, that, and that man knows it, and you can put yourself in his leadership and his, and it's just, uh, it's a great place to be. So, uh, you know, just um, be who you are. Be the gifts that you got, and uh, re relax in Jesus. Just relax in Jesus, and be available. Um, you know, so many times we get wrapped up in what we think our abilities are, but the truth of it is, He just needs our availability, and uh, and let us be a part of what He's doing. Rela relax and find and find your pace with God. You know, then then, then if you relax, and you can find that place where He needs you. Go, I fit there. That's that's why I'm here. Mm. We were talking a lot in the last episode uh, about listening, and, 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 and how many times Fred has taken us places or asked us to go do something that we didn't want to do, didn't think why, but because He asked, we went being obedient, then you get there and you go, man, I'm not, I don't know why I'm here, so I'm just going to go on a listening thing. And I tell you what, those can be some of the most powerful mm -hmm. moments yeah. when you learn. I yeah. think I think, I think, think Dave really hammered that home in the last one. John, one more thing just to kind of catch us up here. Uh, as you think about leadership impact, I mean, I mean, when you think about leadership impact, what would be that, 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 that leadership key? If you were telling a young Timothy, a young Titus, a young person going into the ministry, what would be that leadership thing that you would transfer out from your NGL experience besides just relax? What would be that thing to help them step up? Well, I'm just seeing in my head right now, the one thing that Charlie House, and he, I heard, first heard it from him. I don't know who coined the phrase, but he said it one night somewhere in one of our meetings. He said, people don't really care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah. And I believe that in leadership is really being a leader is being a servant. I even denied in our meeting prior, you know, uh, you know, my heart is I want to serve those people well. I mean, I, we all know guys that are mighty men of God, but I don't know I'd want to follow them somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And um, so uh, getting yourself out of the way and, and really moving in a way where, where those guys are going to be lifted up and, and – uh, you know, Fred, again, we go back to Fred, but, you know, really the part of NGL is working yourself out of your job. Yeah. You know, grooming somebody to come up and take your place. Yeah. Okay, well, let me get back over to Dave. Dave, thanks for staying over for a little bit of part two here. Um, what is – we're going to talk about greatest story. I mean, when you, when you think of NGL, you're, you're going to have a story or two. I mean, we all could tell a lot of stories, but but <laughs> if, if you were sitting down and you were, you were, you were, on, your, you were on your island of Patmos and, and, you, and you had, like, one last conversation – about what's that story, that defining story, that great story, that go-to defining NGL story that you really think has shaped and impact lives and might might transform somebody else's through you? Uh, 1980, that would have been 83. I just started getting right with the Lord. A guy named Jim Murphy. He said, Davey, why don't you go to this NGL thing with me? I'm thinking, I don't want to go to that. And uh, we had planned a few months later to go to Africa. So the only logic that came to my mind, this might help me. Might not, might, you know. So I'll go. 
I remember the first day we were going to clown, and I remember my thought was, I don't want to be no clown. Now, you guys know me. Do I like clown around here? <laughs> but I don't want to do this. I, I just feel stupid. And I remember as they were setting me down and putting makeup on me, <laughs> I could hear the Holy Spirit say, put on the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's not about you. That began. That trip was the uh, molder of everything. I remember as we drove in, this was at the Indy 500. Indy 500 was my first one. We drove in in the bus, old red, and the crowd was all there hollering and screaming. And they wouldn't even have hollering and screaming at us yet. And this truck went by, and there was these preachers in the back of an open truck trying to preach in the daytime. That crowd started throwing stuff at them. <laughs> they were throwing beer bottles, buddy. We didn't have plastic ones back then. Yeah, no, not the thin aluminum either. <laughs> and I remember watching that, and you're thinking, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? And then I remember when they got by the, the bus, I looked out. Every one of them guys is laying in the bed of the bus. They're laying down. Laying down. Air raid. <laughs> I remember Freddie got on the microphone of the bus. He said, boys, don't worry about it. It'd be a lot worse when we go out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we, Nothing uh, like encouragement. Oh, no. He was, so we get to this four-square church. <laughs> Buddy, we was praying. <laughs> we was praying. God. And, it, and we ain't going out till it's dark. And yeah. the crowd has got bigger and meaner. And so now we go down. And we're putting the cross together. And you're with all your men, and you're scared. And, and I remember these drunk guys come over, and this guy said, what are you boys doing over here? And I'm new. I said, well, I'm with them. We're putting this cross <laughs> together. We're going to walk down right down that street. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. That drunk guy goes, they'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's this one fear and reason not to be there over and over. So we start walking down. And I take you that road today. It's a road that goes, I don't know if it's a train track, but the road goes down and then you come back up. Well, when you're walking down, the crowd's all on the side. They're partying. But, buddy, when they saw us, yeah. now we're the party. We are the party. <laughs> I remember them shooting skyrockets at us, mm-hmm. uh, throwing any. I remember seeing guys, I remember how big their muscles were. <laughs> they were fighting over full beer cans to throw at us. <laughs> and they were loving it. They were loving it. And, I, and here's what I remember thinking. I was, and I watched Fred walk right beside us. He didn't look afraid or nothing. Mm-hmm. So we just going to go this way. And I remember them throwing and stuff would go over us and under us. And they were so close. I remember, unbelievable. And I used to play baseball. You know what my thought was? My God, these guys can't hit nobody. <laughs> they can't throw. They can't they hit. Can't they can't throw. throw. <laughs> I've been there. Yeah. Yes. So we come up under. And now we're coming out to the even bigger crowd, and they're in the streets. Yeah. You can smell dope and everything, and mm. shoot skyrockets and everything. And then my group leader, Bob Roberts, I think was his name. Yeah, I remember Bob Roberts. He had a big guitar on his back. He goes, he said, you're in my group. Okay, man. He goes, uh, we're going to break up in a small group. And you're thinking, <laughs> what? In this crowd. Yeah. So we break up. Yeah. And back then you had a little uh, megaphone. Yeah, the O'Haller. The O'Haller. We go over and we're getting ready to set up to preach, and you're thinking, oh, God. And I call these guys punk rockers. 
I mean, one guy had that spike. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they come over to Bob. They said, where's the leader? He looked at him and they said, you guys ain't preaching here. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on down the road. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bob said, oh, yeah, we are, man. We're going to preach. And that other guy's with him pulled out a knife, and he said, I'll cut the cord on your microphone. Oh. So now you're in the middle, it's like, God, you know, this ain't Sunday school class, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sunday school. Yeah, mm. but there will be preaching. Okay? There will be preaching. <laughs> yeah. So I remember looking across the street, and it's dark, and it's night. And if you've ever gone to any 500, you wouldn't believe that party the night before. Oh I mean, it's, it blew your mind. I can't remember how many bikers were there. Yeah. And I remember on the street right across from us was all these bikers. And they're all sitting there, and they're looking. They're watching these guys. are watching us. And I'm just going by the craziness of my mind. I'm thinking, well, these guys are going to cut the microphone in and bikers are going to come hook us on the back of the box. They're going to drag us. <laughs> They're going to drag us through the streets. Because <laughs> they, they had no facial expression. You know, know. they ain't out there agreeing. This one biker starts walking toward us. And mm -hmm. I thought, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I never, I never forget. He had one of them beer cans, but it's one of them big, long ones. Magnum. Exactly. Yeah. He's walking, Super walking. Supersized. He comes and gets right in the middle of us, and he looks at that punk rocker, and he said, you leave these boys alone. <laughs> leave alone. I mean, that punk rocker looked at him, he looked all And them other bikers was like, they just wanting him to do something. They just, please. <laughs> they left. Here's what that biker said to us. It's like, God, you know everything. He said, I'm not living right. Wow. But I know you guys are. Uh, we hugged him. <laughs> I told somebody, I said, I had no idea that angels drunk beer. <laughs> that is so but it's like, true. That has set every trip. Yeah. Expect the unexpected. Amen. Don't go down there and think, well, been there, done that. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Do you guys remember a few years ago we were in Kentucky Derby back in the days, and they were they were taking out that street the year that they were they mm -hmm. took up the whole street. Central. We went down there. We were in the church. We went out that night, and they had it blocked off so they wouldn't let us. We do we did we definitely go down the street, and I'm telling you, man, you know. And we went down, and we got ready to make the left hand turn. The cops said, "I'm not letting you out here," you know. Yeah. You know, they had a side, they had a side pass where you could go, and they said these people are going to kill you. And we said, no, 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 we can handle these people. You know, they're nothing. And he said, no, we're, we want you to go. We're going to let you go, but you're going to go behind this fence, and you can go down here, and you can kind of set up your cross and stuff here. And all I could think is, we're going to be fodder for everybody. And so we marched right down there. We set up the cross. The guys, we began to sing and kind of witness there. And I watched for, we were there 45, 50 minutes. People threw everything at us. I mean, and you know what? They went over, they went under, they went around. And there was one that came in. <laughs> I, I, I was taught, I was just kind of looking over here, looking at this, this guy, this guy's acting crazy. Yeah. And we're singing, you know, he yeah. paid a debt. He did not owe. And then I just felt my, my arm went up. And I caught a beer can right at I, – I, I was an old baseball player, too. Willie Mays. Willie, and, and I didn't see it. I'm telling you. It's just like my hand went up, and there's a full beer can in my hand, and, my, and the back of my knuckles are one inch from an NGO guy's face. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and it's like the Lord – 
encamps around those that love him. Mm. And I'm not saying we never had guys that didn't get beat up or had problems. We did. But, you know, Jim Murphy was, we were there that year when those, when Dave and those guys got beat up. But, but I've never seen God not come through the storm though. And I tell you what, it lets you stand in a lot of places. After that, you could, you you went on to Cabrini Green. I mean, that was one of the most dangerous places on the planet was, back in the, back it, in those days. It was. It was like walking to to a funeral home. Hmm. And, and <laughs> go ahead. And as soon as you walk in, I knew that's a Chicago. We're tell, home. Hey, explain Cabri, Cabrini. Cabrini Green. Green. This is back in the eighties and nineties. It was just mm-hmm. it's a housing project in Chicago. Death all the time, and a bad death. Gangbangers. Many many years ago, Jane Byrne. This way before we went up. She was a mayor, and they had so many deaths there. She moved into Cabrini Green to try to stop the deaths. Well, you know, she got 50 armed guards with her, you know, and all that. <laughs> right. But I was a youth pastor here at Community, and I, I love newspapers. I still do. And I pick up one morning at the Chicago Tribune, and it said, uh, it told about this little boy named Dantrell Davis. He lived right across from this school called Jenner School, walking to school. And some guy in a high-rise with a rifle and a scope blows his head off. Oh, my. This kid was a first grader. So I looked at him, wow. So I got school's address. I just wrote him. I, I write some profound hole. I said, man, we don't know what it's like to be in your situation, but we're praying for you guys. Let's send him a little letter. Right. And I picked this teacher out. I don't know them up there. <laughs> His name is Ray Baker. I thought, well, I'll just send him. About a week later, we got a call here at the church. There's one of the um, staff there. He said, are you uh, Pastor Marigini? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Marigini. <laughs> she said, thank you for that letter. That's great. It was simple. See, we always think, i got to say just the right thing. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Just Say something. Be available. Yeah, be available yeah, like exactly. Just say something. She said, we read your letter. That's a public school, man. <laughs> I know what you're going to. We read your letter over to the intercom to the whole school. Wow. She said, your presence here would be a help. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm certain on no boy. You can tell by my, my <laughs> accent. I ain't from Chicago. No. Uh I've never had nobody from Chicago come down to Southern Illinois and say, hey, would you come help us? No, <laughs> no. We're, we're the hillbilly down here. And it was like the Lord going, come on. Thank you. Come on. So I remember I went to my pastor, Todd. And I said, Todd, they've invited me up there. And I started reading it. And he looked at me. He said, can I go? I said, my can God. I, go? <laughs> I said, I ain't going by myself. <laughs> Todd's been with us on, on oh, many yeah. NGL trips. He so drove me, a chariot. Yeah. Me, Todd, and John went. Yeah, and I remember we went to the school, and this was on the national news all the time. Then all these oh, deaths, yeah, the deaths Chicago police there. So we pull in, and you had to hit a buzzer. You don't just walk in the school; you got to hit a buzzer. And I remember this lady come down, and she goes, "You know, you're a pastor, Mary Guinea, or whatever." And I go, "Yeah." And her here's what her first words to me: "The meeting will begin in 15 minutes." <laughs> the meeting will begin. <laughs> And I remember Todd going, what meeting? I said, I don't know what yeah. We don't know. We just come in. You just came to see these people. We just come and say, God exactly. bless you. They pulled us into a room. I think it was room 108. They got all the staff there. Oh, my. They had psychologists from the state of Illinois there. <laughs> and we're in there. And I remember the, the principal then, she gets on the microphone and she goes, 
this is Pastor Morani. He's the one that wrote that letter that we read over the intercom, okay? And we would like you to share with us today. Oh, and I'm thinking. The whole school. Yeah, the whole staff. <laughs> I remember it's like the Holy Spirit saying, dump it, Dave. <laughs> dump it right here. I don't know everything I shared. But I remember while I'm speaking, in the back, them teachers, some of them was raising their hand. Wow. Yeah. A lot of Jews there, a lot of Jewish teachers, a lot of old people, a lot of psychologists that know everything, okay? So we got done. One of the Jewish teachers named Miss Khan, she came up to me, she said, I'm a Jew. I said, oh, God bless you. She said, for some reason, I feel like we're cousins or something. <laughs> uh, oh, my. Yeah, yeah. How many trips did you, I mean, you guys took trips for several years after yeah. that. We yeah. went from 1992 to my last trip was in 2010 or 11. Right. But uh, we went at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. I spoke in many graduations, eighth grade graduations in inner city Chicago. Some of them kids ain't going no more, man. So they were big days. God, it was like college graduation. Yeah. But you learn, man, God, you show up everywhere. But walking up Indy in that street and taking on that fear and trusting the system of no great love to get you through that, and your leader to stand their ground, and then to see God deliver you opens a Cabrini green to you. It, it, yes, it opens a promise to you. It opens. It opens Mexico yeah. to you. It opens yeah. Africa. Yeah. Africa. Because it, you, yeah, you realize what we're taught. The Bible says, "No, no weapon formed against me can prosper." prosper. And most of us sitting in our comfortable pews, never leaving the dock, there's just no reason to ever activate that spiritual promise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after I went to Indy, I didn't realize the path I, were on, I was on, but it's been the path of my life. But I went to Africa, and we were in Africa, and without no girl loving the Indy, I wouldn't have figured out why I was even in Africa. But on July 4th, 1986, we were there, and the Africans come to us. We were in a store, and they said, the embassy just called. They're going to kill an American today. Wow. And you guys better get back to your hotel. Well, we got to feel what it was like to be a minority. Absolutely. My, my skin color, I ain't going to be able to hide anywhere in Africa. <laughs> Every time I'm in Liberia, I feel the exact same exactly. way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And we got ready to leave. Like, man, we better get back to the hotel. <laughs> and they were serious. And there's this little African lady, and I will meet her in heaven. <laughs> She's sitting there reading the Bible, and she heard what they told us, and she goes, Come here. She said, While you're here, don't look for the giants, look for the Lord. Yeah, and it's good. like, God ain't brought you here to measure how bad things are. Yeah. You just follow Him, and that's no greater love. Yeah, absolutely. You know? J Jerry, what's a defining story? What, what would be your greatest NGL story, defining story for mm -hmm. you? Uh, it would have been on a Tuesday at Jackson mm -hmm. Square. I had a really good trip, good group of guys, uh, shared with each other, shared each other's hearts. Uh, some of these guys had been out of some serious drug addiction, pornography addiction, things like that. And so it's winding down. You know how dangerous that is on Tuesday. Beautiful sunny day. And there's this uh, drunk laying in the doorway. And they say, hey, let's go minister to him. I said, yeah, yeah go ahead. And next thing I knew, uh, they're calling me over there. They're saying he wants to talk to you. <laughs> now, this was the, t the year that they, the title of the trip was, Do You Have What It Takes? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. And so it'd been a great trip, went over there, and the guy's just, he starts uh, quoting scripture better than us. Yeah. All right. And it was, it was totally demonic. He stands up kind of like a Frankenstein movie, not bending his knees, 
And I'm thinking, he's a contortionist. That's, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, let's get away from this guy. And he says, I want to talk to you. Oh, man, picks out the leader. Yeah, I want to talk to you alone. I'm thinking, okay, what's he going to stab me? What's, what's going to happen? Right, right. And, and I go over, and I say, okay. And he, he looks at me, and he says, that black guy with you? He's going to go right back to his, his drug use. He, does, he didn't know any of this, okay? I'm like, all right. And then he, 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 start, he named every one of my men and what they had shared, their secrets that they'd shared, and said, you know, it's going to fail. Basically, he was saying God's not going to work. Right. And so at this time, you know, being a man of God, I should have rebuked him, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know what to say. Mm-hmm. I'd, all I could say was, you know, a prophecy is not a prophecy until it's fulfilled and we're covered by the blood of Jesus. Right. And we walked away. I got on the bus, and I was devastated. Mm-hmm. I went home, took this home, okay? Hmm. This went on for, it got worse for months. And I was just like, I'm a failure. I'm never going to go back. And I went to board meeting. And uh, I think it was Dave Munson said, are you okay? What's up? We're on. And I shared with Dave. And then Fred came over. And he gave me a biscuit. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he basically, you know, you know better than to not share the stuff and, and leave this back at the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I learned from that is you're never alone, guys. Amen. Never. Uh, if... If anything's bad in my life, I know I can I can call any one of you three sitting here right now, and I can say I can be honest with you. I can tell you if it's an addiction. I can tell you what my problem is, and I know that I'm going to have somebody that's going to be firm, yet loving with me. Wow. And that's that's immense. That's huge. That's, that's huge. Yeah. That's, uh, that's huge. One, one, a moment for me that was similar to that was. <clears throat> I can't remember the exact year. I was in Sumner, so it would be I was in I was in Olney. Shane was in Sumner because we came together that year. I was pastoring at Olney Emmanuel, and he was at Sumner Beulah. And we brought group from the church I served in his church. We rode together, and because I had my Astro van and he had van, and and we were down there, and we were going from Bay St. Louis back over to uh, New Orleans when that car flipped over. Mm-hmm. I would, that would have to be around 1993-4. Car flipped over. On the hood, truck, tire rolled out, tire came over, it's coming at us. The, the car was one lane from me, upside down, on the edge. The Beulah guys were in, they were all firefighters. They were all in the first vehicle. They jumped out. The car had ripped the gas tank when it flipped over. The wheel rolled past us, you know, and gas is kind of, you can just tell gas is leaking out. The car's smoking, and you can tell it's going to be on fire, and, and in, in fire. And these guys are trying to get. They're getting one guy out. They're trying to get this other guy out, and we're a car away from it. I mean, just you can feel the heat coming down on you, you know. And it was just mm. I listened to we listened to a young man burn alive in mm. the car, yeah. the screaming of him, crying out for Jesus, knowing that he had just come from a party where we had all been sharing the gospel at. Mm. He had heard that, and in the as a matter of fact, the guy that got saved and the other people behind him, they were all telling about having seen us out there that day. And but I I, I listened to him scream as he died. Anyway, and to this day, any kind of car scene with anybody burning up in it, I close my eyes in any yeah. theater. I, it just still, that it's yeah, raw in me as ever been. I got back to my church. It had been about a week later. I was just still devastatedly derailed from just the blood-curdling screams of that and managing that. I was I, I had moved to Highland at that point in time, so it was right mm. in the, that first year. I, I just moved, and I was there just sitting in my office, I mean, with the door shut, and I didn't know what to do. I could just hear the screaming. Mm. And I hear my secretary say, you have a phone call on line one. It's Phil Miller. Mm. And I, Phil and I, are, we aren't buds. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, 
Phil's not buddy with anybody. Phil just 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 does what Phil does, and and it was Phil Miller. And I said, well, I'll take it. And I said, hi, Phil, what's up? He said, the Lord told me to call you right now. That mm. you're in a devastating mode, no. and that you need prayer for deliverance <laughs> and to be set free. Awesome. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. what you're saying. That's your band of brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that, 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 that is so cool. Yeah. And I just wept over that. I will never forget Phil for that. I mean, as goofy as he yeah. is, and I see him, and he, yeah. he, man, he was there for me. And that's to me, that's what the hat says. John, you got, you got one for us? Or, well, I think of everything, well, all the years, bottom line is God is bigger than me, bigger than all of us, and the things that he's done, and um, the, the stories. I think of the story of uh, Lloyd Walker's daughter over in Germany uh, when the gal shared about getting saved, and it was through Lloyd's ministry, and they were over in service in Germany. And uh, I think of Michael Dine, uh, his salvation. Uh, I mean, there's just so many things. I think of being in uh, uh, past Christian and guy spending all kinds of money throwing eggs at our group, buying <laughs> these eggs. And I don't and. Uh, People getting saved right there where he's hurling these eggs. So, you know, God, it's just step out and trust him. And that's really what I've learned through all that. Just don't limit God. Amen. Amen. Guys, just, just I mean, amazing stuff there. We're going to wrap up this episode, come back in a new episode here, and, and, and go a little deeper. We'll get deeper into Fred. I didn't get deep enough into Fred as a mentor and a coach. So we'll, we're will we going to get into that in our next episode a lot more deeper. And Dave stepped out. He had to step out, but uh, it was great having Dave and Ronnie, yeah. Jerry, John. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here on the dock for this uh, part two. I, I, I'm going to save a picture. I'm going to show you an incredible picture in the next episode. We'll come back and get that in a minute. But we're going to come back in, in part three. We're going to start into our round table discussion but also we're going to wrap up conversations from uh, our discussion on fred bishop as a mentor we'll lead off with that in session number three you don't want to miss that podcast so you want to join us for that and find us so we we just again you guys have done great if you hey if you're if you're joining us the first time you want to find more more about about on the dock go to on the dock.org that's our website and you can also email us if you have any questions at info at on the dock.org we're always broadcasting on multiple platforms primarily we like youtube that's our main partner so find the on the dock channel at youtube as well as Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we'd love to hear from you on our social media partners like Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. Great ways to communicate. We'd love to hear from you. Put a shout out or share that that social media like with us. And when you find that spot, we would love to have you subscribe, like, hit notify, and all those kind of things there. And we are excited about you connecting other people with us. And the best way to be partnered with us is go to Patreon, go to my Patreon uh, site and become an on the dock partner if you would. And we would love to have you. Now listen to this. If you don't have a church home, we'd love to have you at Community Faith Church. Jerry, we'd love to have him here, wouldn't we? We'd love to have him. Community Faith Church services are 10 o'clock, Wednesday, 630. And uh, we, we that's the host yeah. church for this podcast. We'd love to have you. We also have a uh, virtual campus at coftv.com. You can find us also on Facebook and YouTube. Just look for the Community Faith Church channels. We would love to have you out for a service. And so I know you're enjoying this incredible No Greater Love Legend series. We'll be back with part three. We're going to have a new person in the seat. I can't wait to we get this guy in the seat. He has got some stories. I, I mean, I have been, I've seen God do amazing things through this man. So come back on episode three and we'll be back with, we'll have Jerry back. We'll have John back and we're going to have a special guy in the seat. You will not want to miss it. We'll see you soon on the dock. Pastor.